Hello, my name is Michael, and you're listening to Forever Sound Version, a video game music podcast. do dear friends and welcome to episode 39 of forever sound version the first episode of the year 2018 if you're listening to this at the top of 2018 then a belated happy new year to you if you're listening in the future that's okay too you're still very welcome thanks a lot for checking out the show the track we just heard was the title theme from Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun, released in 1992 on the Sega Mega Drive. Let me get one thing straight right away. I don't know a great deal about Dungeons & Dragons. I know what it is in a broad sense, I know what kind of space it occupies culturally, and I have a reasonable idea of how a game is set into motion, but I've never played it myself. I do have many friends who have dabbled, and indeed continue to dabble in it, however, and it's clear to me that if you're into fantasy themes, and like the idea of mining your own imagination to spur a game forward, then you will probably hold Dungeons & Dragons in very high esteem. Given its immense popularity, it isn't at all surprising that D&D has spawned a bunch of licensed video games across a number of different platforms. If you fancy dipping into the soundtracks of titles such as Eye of the Beholder, Shadow Over Mistara, and Tower of Doom, you would do very well to check out episodes 35 and 36 of The Dyad Presents, a video game music podcast. The Dyad does a tremendous job of outlining the history of the D&D franchise, and he picks out some very tasty slices of VGM, as so often he does. The game I'm going to be focusing on is Warriors of the Eternal Sun, uh, a Sega Mega Drive title developed by Westwood Associates that I feel very attached to. This was the first RPG video game that I ever played, and as such it went some way towards revolutionising my ideas about what video games could be. The setting is Hollow World, a subsection of D&D's Mistara setting, a land teeming with hostile creatures that your city has been mysteriously transported to, right as your war against the goblins was reaching a critical stage. Already, this is sounding very Dungeons & Dragons, right from the start. Let's have some more music to get us into the right frame of mind. We're about to hear City Theme, which plays whenever you visit your city, and As Can Wander, which is the piece you hear upon daring to venture outside for the first time.
City theme and As Can Wander there. The city theme is very regal, which is appropriate since you will hear it when you're being received by the Duke, basically your boss in the game, who has tasked you with finding allies in this strange new world. I always feel a certain optimism and dignity in that tune. The interplay between the voices is florid without being overly showy. My training in counterpoint as a music undergraduate student was a good few years ago now, but I bet that if I were to sit down and try and get my hands dirty with this composition, I'd find even more to like about it. As Can Wander dials in a different style entirely, and one that forms the basis of most of the soundtrack's remainder. The way the springy FM synth figure bounces across the stereo field against that big crashing drumbeat suggests a lot of anxious energy. You have absolutely no idea where you are, and danger could be lurking around every corner. Also, I'm a sucker for crafty little bass lines in VGM, so this one is right up my alley. A little bit more about the game now. At the beginning, you're required to create a party of four characters from the character types Cleric, Fighter, Magic User, Thief, Dwarf, Elf and Halfling. You have the option to roll and re-roll unseen virtual dice to determine the ability scores of your characters. When I first started playing this game, I always tried to get the HP scores as high as possible, thinking that this would make my party harder to kill. Not necessarily the right way to go about things, I realise. Gameplay-wise, you mostly control your party from an overhead view as you explore the field, and this view is also used for the game's turn-based combat system, which is engaged as you encounter enemies in the field. Additionally, there is a dungeon crawler style mode of gameplay incorporating a more real-time combat system for when you find yourself inside one of the game's many dungeon areas. If you enjoy customising your characters with weapons, accessories and magic spells, Warriors of the Eternal Sun will not let you down, and I understand that these items and abilities are lifted directly from the D&D universe, ensuring the game's authenticity. The soundtrack can be understood as a collection of area-specific themes, with different tracks playing in field exploration, or wonder, combat, and combat victory, or win, versions. To give you an idea of how this all works, I'm going to play two tracks from the Elven theme, Elven Wonder followed by Elven Combat. Thank you. 
That was Elven Wonder and Elven Combat from Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Two different yet related takes on rock-inspired VGM, with those hard-hitting drumbeats and big lurching riffs. I think it's fair to say that quite a lot of D&D tabletop gamers will also be fans of heavy metal music. I'm reminded of Weezer's song In The Garage here, if you understand the reference. So these tracks do the job very nicely, I think. Let's address the game's composers now. The soundtrack was composed by Paul S. Mudra, Frank Klepaki, and Dwight Kenichi Okahara, all working as part of Westwood's staff. Frank Klepaki is a big name for me. I'm a long-time fan of his work on the Command & Conquer franchise, where he developed a musical style that he has dubbed Rocktronic. Listening back to the soundtrack for Warriors of the Eternal Sun, which I played long before I got into Command & Conquer, I do feel like I can hear formative traces of this style in his earlier work. Alright, maybe I don't know exactly what Klepaki's contributions to this soundtrack entail exactly, but the solid grooves and riffage we're hearing is not a million miles away from tracks like Hell March and Act on Instinct. It's time for another pair of tracks now, and it's a pair of Wanda themes. Here's Beastman Wanda and Jungle Wanda. Beastman Wanda is a particularly ominous affair, with some tastefully programmed FM sounds that further support the rock-oriented style without overpowering the listener. The Sega Mega Drive's detractors shouldn't have too much to complain about here.
we just had Beast Man Wonder and Jungle Wonder, composed by Paul S. Mudra, Frank Klepaki, and Dwight Kenichi Okahara. I really love that Jungle Wonder tune. I'm hearing shades of Super Metroid in this one for its bouncy rhythms playing in an eerie sound world. This tune plays as you stumble out of a cave and find yourself in an entirely new area with an entirely new field map, so hearing this reminds me of the excitement I felt upon realising that I had what seemed like a whole new world to explore. We're about to turn the heat up a bit now with a pair of tracks from the game's fireplane area, which you can only walk through once you have acquired and equipped the Rings of Fire Protection. Oh yes, if you thought the earlier tracks we had were rocking, just wait until you hear these two. Among the nasties that you might come across in this fiery area is the Red Dragon. According to dragons.wikia.com, a wiki dedicated to dragons, the Red Dragon of the D&D universe is a truly fearsome creature. It states, Red dragons never forgive even the smallest slights. They kill over territorial intrusion, over the tiniest theft from their horde, over an insult, or because they want to. These great beasts take satisfaction wherever and however they can get it. A red dragon unable to slay a person who offends it will go on a rampage, wreaking havoc and destruction upon any nearby communities. Only enormous monetary tributes can sate the legendary rage of a red dragon. Only blood can cool and drown that rage. With that in mind then, here's Lava Pit Wonder and Lava Pit Combat from Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun.
Wow, absolutely raging stuff, and perhaps my two favourite pieces of the entire game. Because I was playing this game using a PAL Sega Mega Drive rather than the NTSC Sega Genesis, I'm more used to hearing these tunes playing at a slower tempo. This was a curious disparity between the North American and European experiences of playing Sega games back in the early 90s. I think I just about prefer these tracks playing at the NTSC speed, it does heighten the sense of urgency somewhat. Alright, we've been advancing through the soundtrack quite swiftly, and now we're reaching its deepest, darkest parts. Things are getting pretty desperate in the game, you only seem to be finding more enemies rather than allies, and now you have to negotiate a mazy swamp area, which leads to more dungeons full of monsters. Here's Swamp Wander and Swamp Combat. Swamp Wander opens with a growling, dissonant phrase that is later joined by a rather pretty but downcast main melody with some power metal-esque harmonies thrown in for good measure. Here we go, into the swamp. Swamp Wander and Swamp Combat there. Yet more hard rocking action from the latter tune, and I do appreciate those fast runs of bass notes and then guitar notes that are punctuated by the wah sample. Pretty silly really, but it's nice to hear the composers having a bit of fun with their work. Moving on, and it's time for an unused track called Victory. 
I imagine that this piece was intended to be played after a final conclusive battle, but before the credits rolled. This is the one serious problem I have with the game in general. Its ending is absolutely rubbish. I'm not going to give it away in case you want to check the game out for yourself, no spoilers. But, well, I will say that there isn't really a final boss battle to speak of, and as a result the game feels unfinished, as if the developers had to rush to meet a deadline, making some very unfortunate sacrifices. Anyway, the victory theme itself is quite nice, decidedly happy, which contrasts well with just about everything else on the soundtrack. Here it is, Victory Unused, from Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Victory is ours. Yes, the YM2612 rock band is being tasked with playing something a bit less menacing on this one. Actually, if it were a little slower, it might even pass as a Final Fantasy ending track to segue into the classic Final Fantasy theme that opened the original game and closed many of the others. All's well that ends well, and all that. We're almost at the end of this episode now. Thank you very much for checking out this focus on one of my favourite video game soundtracks, Dungeons & Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun, a Sega Mega Drive exclusive and a very interesting little game. Generally, we don't associate the Mega Drive with RPGs, besides the Fantasy Star games perhaps, so it's been fun for me to try and show off what the system's sound capabilities produced to serve this genre. Did you enjoy these tracks? I'd be curious to know. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email me at foreversoundversion at gmail.com. You can like this podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash foreversoundversion. And you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is fsvpodcast. Playing Us Out is a track that was used in the final game, unlike the victory theme. And it's the credits theme. Again, composed by Paul S. Mudra, Frank Klepaki, and Dwight Kenichi Okahara. It revisits some of the soundtrack's darker, rockier moments, whilst offering a sense that the job is done. The galloping bass and guitar figures, driving drum beats, and dramatic changes in dynamics and textures make for a great piece for us to go out on, I think. All the best for now. <laughs>